2: Welcome back to Chair Shot NFL. You can follow us at Chair Shot NFL. My name is PC Tony. I am joined, as always, by Ray Cash. And we are past Halloween, Ray, and into Thanksgiving season. I'm thankful for... Oh, I can be cheesy and say I'm thankful for you, or the Chair Shot, or... uh, T-shirt from prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. But right now, I'm most thankful for this beer, probably just to be honest with you. Although I am thankful for you. Are you though? Maybe not as much as this beer right now, but
3: uh, just, you know, just tell Wait, me hold on, you. hold on,
2: hold on. I can appreciate you both, can't I?
3: I mean, I'm not a selfish person. You know, I don't mind. I don't mind being a man on the side Oh my god <laughs> Wow Um, I, Hey, well, since you're talking about thankfulness that, We got three more weeks for that So, like, we curb that We we can be thankful When we gotta watch them Diabolical-ass cowboys And them shitty lions play So. Uh.
2: Yeah, that's true uh, By the way
3: You lied to the people, by the way I want about, you to know About what? This may be technically the chair shot NFL show, but we have another name that we we call this show today.
2: Yeah, we're, we're three-man weaving it a little bit.
3: Uh, pick and roll. Yeah, pick and roll today. We'll pick Wait and to roll. Our,
2: our, yeah, it's part of the three-man weave. It's all chair shot sports, whatever. You know, I don't know.
3: Is that the new slogan? It's all chair shot.
2: It's all Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hi, people. By the way, I'm Ray, for the record. Yes.
2: I already told I everybody, everybody that.
3: I know, but I didn't talk to the people. I was, oh. Can I talk to the people for just a second? Yeah, I'm sorry. Hello. He wants uh, to talk to the people. You out there in podcast land.
2: No, he's not talking to me right now. He's talking to the people.
3: How are y'all doing?
2: What did you I want to do?
3: Very comfortable. Do
2: you want to go for dinner? Hope you're
3: listening to your audio, audio device.
2: No, he said he's not talking to me. While you're quite warm to and me. toasty. Talking to the people. I hope you have a tasty beverage. Okay. I think he might be close of to you. I'll, I'll talk to you later. No,
3: I got a while. I got a while to go. Oh, a while to oh go. wait, wait. Come back. Come back. Come back. <laughs> no, we're, good. It's, it's we're good. Excuse me, podcast <laughs> listeners. I need to speak to my podcast husband, Mr. Tuttle.
2: <laughs> yeah, y'all shut the fuck up and listen to us for once, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Is that how that works? Uh, Plenty of stuff <laughs> to talk about today. Plenty of shit going on in the world of sports. Thus, Ray brings up the point that it's not just. NFL today we're gonna we're gonna hit some World Series news and interesting events we're gonna talk some NBA coaching carousel uh, among other things possibly in those two uh, genre of sport and then we're gonna get to the NFL whether or not we do our usual rundown of week nine and take a little time with each game I don't know we definitely want to get to one of the biggest news uh, items from Wednesday you're listening Thursday morning on Chairshot Radio Network is it's looking like Dan Snyder could possibly be selling the Washington Commanders, So a lot of people happy about that. Happy and I have heard, I,
3: are here again I, honestly, before I forget,
2: because I'll be more than just this half a beer in by the end and do an NFL. There was breaking news when they were announcing this at sports center at the top of the 6 PM Eastern hour on Wednesday, they said that the, Someone was looking into financial um, findings that they didn't report certain revenues and things like the government was involved for like a message from the SEC and not the the football conference, but like the government securities agency. Um, So Dan Snyder could be in other trouble. So he might be needing that $5.6 billion is what Forbes estimates the Washington Commanders football team is worth. So just wanted to get all that information out. Before I forgot, Ray, and now I've actually talked long enough that we can hit our first break. So why don't you? T- why? Don't you, I, it looks like you got something on your tongue, though.
3: Uh well, first from us, I appreciate your hashtag journalism, which is a shirt you can get at prsnteescom slash the shot. But to to give a little more credence to what you were saying, which I'm sure we'll touch it a little later. Sources are the sur- sources say that the U.S. Attorney's Office is investigating the go. commanders over alleged. Financial impropri- improprieties. Mm-hmm. So, if you think that man trying to sell, you know why now.
2: There's a there's a lot of smoke there. There's a lot of fire there. If you ask me, there's been already uh, sexual misconduct allegations and things of that nature. Not not just from like his offices and and what he overlooks, but him himself. So. Mm-hmm. When you start going and saying you got shit on every owner in the NFL, that's when the rest of the owners go, not if we stick together, even if there is something, you'd still not. So somebody must have went and said, listen, um, sir, there's one of two ways we can do this. (laughs) And you can see Bank of America is soon to be listing the Washington Commanders for sale. It looks like a whole full sale, hopefully, Ray.
3: As America's as America's uh, sweetheart, Carrie uh,
2: Gross likes to say. Is that TikTok sweetheart. Yeah. All right, uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is chair shot, man. This is chair shot NFL. Ray Cash, PC Tunney. Uh, commercial break. Chair shot Radio Network. Pro Wrestling tees.com forward slash Chair shot. We will be right back.
4: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
1: use your head
3: this is your boy Kenny killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com bringing you breaking news interviews podcasts galore everything pro wrestling make sure you check it out thechairshot.com
2: take me out to the ball game take me out with the crowd buy me some peanuts and cracker jack i don't care if i ever get back so it's root. Root, root for the brew crew. If they no. don't win, it's a shame. For they it's lost. one, two, three strikes. You're out at the old ball game. And then at Miller Park, County Stadium, Ampam Field, whatever you're called. Then we go, da, 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 roll out the barrel. We'll have a barrel of fun. You're going to love this next line. Zing, boom, terrero. We've got the blues on the run. <laughs> now it's time to roll the barrel for the gang's all here. You're welcome.
3: This, this is my fault because I want to talk baseball. I just so want to. You... Re- I'm reading what uh, I
2: that was your That was your Christmas present, by the way. <laughs> oh, was that my
3: Christmas present? <laughs> by the way. You're welcome. By the way. Can it's we talk about you, how that's least... the whitest song ever? Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks? I don't know, dude. That's what? <laughs> I, I
1: love it
2: though. I didn't make it up. Everything is stretch, baby. I love it. Oh boy. The World Series. Ray, the Phillies lead two to one after a big victory at home after a weather delay day. Uh you guys will know the result of game four in Philadelphia from Wednesday night as you listen to this. We do not. But Ray. You uh, let, before you get in, before we get into the topic you wanted to discuss with me. Two-one Phillies lead. How are you feeling in this series? You're a Houstonian. Yes.
3: We so I can tell you this: we in the city jumped into this series. Maybe mo- the most arrogant I think I could see a team jumping into a series in a long time. Remember before this. The Astros had not lost a game all postseason.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, and, and, and again, the Phillies have amazing bats. They're, they have pitchers that have been good. They may not be consistently good, like Thor and stuff like that, Syndergaard. But they are on the hot streak of a lifetime. Because there was a point in the, in, the, in the season, they should not have made the playoffs. But they made a surge, they got in, and now they're up 2-1. So a lot of Houstonians, a lot of Astros fans are looking, sitting awestruck, like what happened? And you know, when you get beat 7-0, when you give up five runs in a in an inning in game one, like when you make when you're giving making these mistakes and your team that didn't make mistakes and can score runs ad nauseum, you know, and your and your best pitchers, Framber Valdez may be the AL uh Cy Young winner. But Verlander's a Hall of Famer. And the guy, what I want to talk about today, Lance McCullers, does not give up home runs. So it's, and to see them knocking him out the park, it is wild. I'm blown away. I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm surprised, but I'm taken aback.
2: It it's interesting the, uh, the effect that that crowd does have i mean i i didn't honestly i i i didn't think the astros were gonna go down in the series i mean after they lost the what well, they lost the first game right and then they came back in one game mm-hmm. two. i thought eh they'll win the rest of the games you guys have the best offensive lineup in baseball and it's not even close as far as consistency goes mm-hmm. uh, even better than the dodgers if you look at it spot to spot as you move down the aren't
3: consistent the, the dodgers have better so, heroes, but they're not consistent
2: I don't know, man. If you guys can weather the storm and and not get swept in Philadelphia, I think you're going to win the series. um, I I think as you listen, they have won the Astros last night, and it's an even series. Just because they know what to expect from that crowd now. Um, But at the same time, you you had a pitcher go out and just didn't have his best stuff, and when that happens, talented hitter. Philly has some talented hitters. They're they're gonna they're gonna make some things happen. We'll see. I would say Houston and it's two to one. I say Houston and seven.
3: I I would think that too. And that's where two, three, two can help Philly if they can get it done, but it'll, it'll hurt them if, because if Houston can get back home, that it'll hurt Philly because those last two games and normally, uh, the big juice box is a tough place to win. Sure. Um, but so I I want to ask you because for those of you who don't know, young PC Tunney uh, is actually a very capable athlete and, and has some high level high, high school accomplishments. And one of those was being a high level baseball player to the point where he just kind of recently has dwindled from playing high level softball. And so Les McCullers is. You could say what, retired. Well, like, you may still pop up every now and then. I didn't want to put words in your mouth. That's been.
2: What is it? November now, so yep. tw- twenty six months.
3: Wow. So yeah, retired.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a retirement.
3: You ain't going back. Nope. <laughs> um, but Lance McCullers Jr., who is a uh, Astros mainstay, is what I like to con- what I like to call a Greg Maddox clone. I may not have the heat, but I got every break in them balls that you want to see, and they they hit a stat. Um, Buster only hit a stat last night of something like, he's thrown something like 6,000 breaking balls this season, and not one of them was hit for a home run. And last night, or game three, they hit four. Like, that is something crazy, isn't it?
2: So the big thing was the... Skept the, the the conversation of whether or not he was tipping his pitches and whether or not mm-hmm. he does it to kind of fool batters sometimes or it just it's a it's a tick that he has or he just didn't have as good stuff. His location was you talk about Greg Maddox and, and the the movement of the ball. Even more so with these guys, because a lot of guys can move the ball, but can you throw strikes for it, right? And that's where yeah. the the equation is. Maddox was known for painting the, the outside of the plate, right? On the, you mm-hmm. know, the black edging around the plate. They'd say he hit the black every time, every time. Mm-hmm. And it, so they, they showed some things from last night, and you've seen Bryce Harper call one of the players back. From the Phillies and speak in his ear, and then they ask him the post conference. He goes, oh, "I don't know what you're talking about." And you know that's a baseball code. You don't give away those conversations, which is great. It's a sports code too. Go ahead.
3: And I just want to give context to that little that 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 uh, moment you're speaking of. Bryce had just hit a home run, called homie back, and homie hit a home run after that. So like it wasn't just like he was giving him some advice. He was it's, It looks like he was telling him do this. You'll do that. It's wild. And again, it happens. So I'm not sitting here saying upset about it. That's that's fair sports gamesmanship. And applaud the Phillies for, for, for figuring it out. But just the idea that that could happen to that extent, the man gave up five home runs.
2: Right. So the previous inning, Harper, like you said, hit the home run. So Alec Boehm is up the next inning. And as he's going up, Harper waves him over to the dugout and from the ledge, the dugout, he's in his ear, boom, hits the home run. Right. Um, So what the tip, the tip was, is what he was doing is when his, so when he brings his, when, when a pitcher sets the pitch, okay. And he sets where his hands set, it's usually in front of his chest somewhere, right. And his hands are together. He's got the glove in one hand with the ball in his hand and the, in the other hand and in his glove, and when he would set, his glove is near his letters of his chest. And when he was throwing a breaking ball, the glove was basically, the fingers were almost pointing around his body, and they were slightly underneath the letters. But when he was throwing the, I think it was the changeup, the glove was up, and the fingers were almost touching up across the letters. So you could was look and see. Or was it a 2 it was One was the cutter and one was a different pitch. So I don't remember exactly which one it was. It was a changeup or it was a fastball. But I thought it was the changeup. I'm not sure because I don't think he throws a lot of fastballs. I think he throws a real hard cutter. But you could be right. But I just know the difference in whether or not you were getting a straight pitch in a fastball or a changeup or something you knew was going to have some good movement on it. And if you just can, it's a hard thing to do. So a lot of batters don't want to know. They don't want you to tell them. They just want to read the pitcher's hand and the delivery and where the ball. Because batters, they, they're they trained with, they watch film of the pitchers throwing the ball. And mm-hmm. what they do is they they show the pitcher at the top of his release right before he's about to let the ball go. And, you know, if my hand's like this, uh, my fingers are over the top, it could be a breaking ball. If my finger's on top, forward, it's a fastball. But when they show these batters, they show it to him for like a split second. So not even a full second because that's how long they have to recognize it when they see the pitcher doing it. Some guys want to know, some guys don't know, right? So that's what happened last night. Whether or not he is a batter, you can trust that. It looks like Boehm did and Harper was smart enough to pass the information along. Whether or not he was trying to play with them and he just messed up or it was the pressure of the World Series that he went back to an old natural tack, I don't know. Or maybe he just didn't have his best stuff last night and that really doesn't even fucking matter. Because his location was high last night.
3: Well, he he's in a he's in a very situ- he's in a very precarious situation because he's perpetually the number three pitcher on that staff, three or four, so he's he's always in situations like these in the playoffs, having to pitch in the other team's ballpark because Houston's normally home as home field advantage. So I feel for him in that regard. And yes, I mean people are still talking about it today. Uh, the Bell Citizens Bell. They came out, and they were hype last night. Um, I got two questions for you. Mm-hmm. Number one, mm-hmm. um, would you, as when you were um, hitting, when you were playing, would you rather face a flamethrower or a breaking ball pitcher?
2: Oh, the slower the guy throws, the better. I don't need to be getting hit at all. I was scared of the ball when I batted. I was a pitcher. I was a really good hitter um up until varsity in high school so like my my sophomore junior and senior year i probably hit like 250 <laughs> i wasn't a very good hitter well um, that's
3: look, that's above the mendoza line i hit mm, i, I only
2: decent. hit i only hit one home run my whole uh career but i was i did bat what was i i think i hit like six something in the in the playoffs all three years though i did come to play then but, okay. yeah, so it's I a mean, I, I see you. yeah, uh, a lot of guys like a fastball guy just because it's easy to hit. Like you get taught to hit a fastball. If you're going to make any professional baseball, you're not scared of the ball if you're going to make it as a hitter. So if the ball's yeah. coming in straight, the faster it comes, the faster it goes. <laughs> as long as the guy's not throwing, you know, mid to upper 90s.
3: Yeah, like I, I can imagine. I mean, if if a guy's going to be throwing four seams and cut fastballs at me, yeah. But if a guy's going to be throwing, like, it depends on your curve. If you're throwing 12-6 curves like Barry Zito used to throw, I don't want a no part of that.
2: See, <laughs> I want I, a part of that. Yeah, see, like, guys would throw hard, so I would get back in the box because I was scared. But when guys didn't throw hard, I'd get up in the box because if they're going to throw breaking stuff, you want to hit it, like, in front of the plate, not over the plate because it's going to break over the plate. In front of the plate, it's yeah. gonna, not going to move as much. Uh,
3: great. Look at See, pitch analysis for TC, PC, PC Tony. My second question... <laughs> and then as I a pitcher,
2: is, and then as a pitcher, if you got up on the plate, I'd just ring your bell. Which is why I would not bet against you, sir. <laughs>
3: <laughs> One yeah. of my best
2: friends in uh, grade school, uh, I gave him a, a, the seam prints on his back. He showed me the next day. God damn.
3: I can tell you this. If, if I pitched, which I didn't and I never would, besides having the obligatory regular fastball and the obligatory change. I'm I'm I'd have a cut, Mariana Rivera taught me that, and I'd have a sinker because that motherfucker will get you ground balls. It's tough. Those will be 2 half. It's
2: house. tough. Some guys can't throw certain pitches. Um it's hard for them to do. I I never threw a changeup. I threw a fastball, I threw two two seamer, four seamer fastball, both of them. I, mm-hmm. and then a uh, curveball, which I threw from different slots that came in different ways and a slider too. So eh, that was fun. yeah, I wish I had a better change up, but what are you going to do? I just couldn't control the ball and throw it slower. So my other without, question was, without making it look like I was about to throw you the ball slower. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, that's the key. You yeah, can't slow everything down part. just to throw a strike. You have to be the same everything and just let it go slower. You know, it's, it's not an easy thing for a lot of guys to do.
3: Um, game 4 which is as as you guys are listening to this is tonight Christian uh, Javier and Aaron Nola are on the hill if you're dusty don't you run Verlander tonight or in game 4 so you have him back for a prospective game 7 and run a 3 man rotation set of a 4 man
2: I don't know that he's capable of that this late in his career and I don't think he wants don't to think so? well look at it this way you need Verlander to win one of the two games. Why not give him the extra day's rest and know you're going to win that one anyway? What's the difference? Do you see what I'm saying? Let If he's going to win either way, there's no difference. Why not give him the extra day? I don't think he's I capable did. of coming back, but I can tell you that he'll be in the ready in the bullpen if there's a game seven and he pitches game five.
3: I'm I'm a big believer in putting in giving your best pitcher three opportunities. And yeah,
2: I, some guys can't do that. Not everybody's Curt Schilling. Well, then
3: why don't you let Framber be number the number one guy then, I, and let and let Verlander be number two.
2: These are questions for Dusty Baker.
3: And I don't like to question Dusty because I <laughs> I know Dusty has a bit of Marty Schadenheimer Sch- Sch- in him, but Dusty's a lovable <laughs> manager, and he's he, everything this year he's done correctly, he's done right. So I don't want to question him. But that's one thing I would wonder. Like, I thought you were going to bring up the fact that I couldn't
2: get it. Dusty Baker on the show today.
3: Well, hey. Well, he's a little busy. So oh, we'll, we'll, when he's done, we'll, we'll get him on the show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he's done.
3: <laughs> um, just questions I had, man. I'm, I, you know, World Series time, I always tell you, I'm, I'm super in playoffs and World Series. But last night was just the most fascinating thing from a guy who knows baseball and loves it but doesn't watch it every every day. It was just the most fascinating thing to watch.
2: The the allure and majesty of the playoffs in baseball is that it's an untimed sudden death, if you will. There's no mm-hmm. – you can – the last out of the game can take 45 minutes if it wants to. Just don't make it out. I mean, you, you can be down six and do your last strike and still come back. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it doesn't happen all the time, but – you know, no big deal. So, all right, folks, we are going to be done with our World Series talk. We'll probably uh, – we'll give you some kind of recap next week, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. Good luck to your Astros, Ray. And. Thanks, uh not um,
3: my Astros, but my city's Astros. Yeah, you're I there. It.
2: yeah you got you gotta deal with it either way. You're in proximity, so uh
3: <laughs> Diamondbacks ain't going back no time soon, so No, you might as well, you might as well.
2: yeah. You don't have to tell anybody. you didn't you didn't have to tell anybody that. Okay.
3: I'm, um, man, I'm people
2: <laughs> PC Tony, Ray Cash, Chair Shot NFL, follow us at Chairshot NFL. We're gonna take a break and when we return, we're gonna get into some basketball. We'll be right back.
3: Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fans. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.
2: Welcome back, ChairShot NFL. Follow us at Chairshot NFL. PC Tony ray Cash. Let's get into some basketball ray. Why don't you lead us down this road? This this topic we're going to talk about here in this young NBA season.
3: Yes, uh, thank you so much, Mister Tunney. So basketball is a sport that was created by the uh, no, that's young the, man James I, Naismith. I
2: forgot. I gotta be very specific it, with it's you. It's Springfield, Massachusetts. No, I'm sorry. Yes, okay.
3: Um, <laughs> no man, <laughs> Brooklyn. Say, Brooklyn.
2: I didn't see start from the beginning.
3: <laughs> to explain the topic, there might be some young. Chair the Fellers or three man Weavers. All right. Who are familiar with the sport? <laughs> no, um, Brooklyn had to pull a Brooklyn. Um, so, of course, the most notorious team in all the sports uh, today continued with their notoriousness. Steve Nash was relieved of his duties as of uh, Tuesday afternoon, um, which was not a shock, although seven games into the season is a bit. Extra when you could have fired him before the season. Exactly, Jack Vaughn will take over his uh, lead assistant. But there were also rumors that may be a little more than rumor that Ime Udoka, the disgraced and suspended coach from the Boston Celtics, you remember in his rookie year last year as a as a head coach, took the Celtics to the finals. Uh, they are negotiating with him to be become their full-time coach. Um, and to give a little context on Ime Udoka, number one, Boston always hoped and expected for him someone to try to scoop him up. They don't want any compensation for for him to leave. But also, um, Udoka has history with all of the main players involved. He has history with KD. He has history with uh, Kyrie. He has history with Ben Simmons. And he has history with Sean Marks. So... In terms of a guy who could be a unifying force in that locker room, who players will listen to, who players will believe in, cool. Don't put him around the women, but other than that, maybe on the court it'll work. I don't know. Brooklyn is, boy, I tell you, I am exhausted talking about Brooklyn, but there's nothing else. There's, there's the only thing to talk about. And I, we ain't even getting into Kyrie being stupid. That's enough. I don't even want to talk about Kyrie
2: anymore. Yeah, Udoka is the, was the fifth coach in 25 years to lead his team to the finals in in their rookie coaching season. It's interesting. It, it's Woj said that he thinks the deal should be finalized sometime Thursday. But it, it was a kind of a shock. I mean, I I had I I guess you'd assume he was going to get a job somewhere, right? Why not there? Uh, the whole Steve Nash thing. I completely agree with you. Why did they start the season with him, like? Kevin Durant pretty much clearly made his, you know, his opinions felt there. I, I, you know, like you said, it, seven games, really? I mean,
3: it's it, it, it doesn't make much sense. I mean, again, and, you know, I, I really respect Kevin Durant as a player and I, I like the guy as a dude, but Kevin really gives the most backwards ass answers sometimes. He was interviewed after the game. Because he got to be interviewed extra more because Kyrie can't be on the mic anymore because he's a dumbass. Um, but and he, and this is the guy who just two months ago I want out. It's either me or Steve. So, but his response was, "Oh well, I I love working with Steve. I'm gonna miss working with him and 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 stuff. And of course, that's you. You say nice things and you be respectful of the situation. But come on, dog. And then um, his his response that. Well, were you shocked? Or When did you find out? Well, I found out. I woke up from a nap and rolled over at 110, 115, and I saw it on Sports Center. No, you didn't. They called you, bro. You're Kevin Durant. You're one of the three best basketball players, four, shout out to Steph, I'm sorry, best basketball players on this earth. Come on, dog. What are we talking about? So, like, to play coy like you're just this basketball assassin, when you don't act like you are, in the same driver's seat that LeBron, James, that Giannis Antetokounmpo, that Steph Curry, you are in that same driver's seat of your team that they are. And the I can tell you you're in that same driver's seat because you asked out from your team right after you signed a four-year extension. So, like, you run the team. So, again, I don't begrudge you for anything you've done, but, like, like, come on, keep it a buck with me, bro. It's – so, Tony, can we just merge L.A. and Brooklyn and, and kill two birds with one stone?
2: Oh, boy, here we go again with the merging like the of Stegals? the teams. No, we can't, can't do that. Steve Nash uh, get, ever get a head coaching job again? Absolutely. Really?
3: Unequivocally. Because this isn't a David – and I, I don't mean this in any disrespectful situ- words, but this isn't a David Blatt situation in which a guy who was hired – who can coach, but was overwhelmed, and then probably wasn't the right dude for David Blatt. I don't know if was, is an NBA coach. Can he coach? Yes, he's fantastic. I don't know if that was the right situation. Steve Nash had did good work. Look at that first year he was there. If if Kevin Durant doesn't wear a size 17, E E E, doesn't wear the same shoe that uh the clown on uh, the Simpsons wears, Sideshow Bob. If those aren't his shoes, they beat Giannis and they're in the Western Finals, maybe in the Finals Finals. That's not a conjecture. That's a fact. Because only that man's big toe was on that two point that two point line, which would have made it, which would have won the game instead of tied the game.
2: That's too bad.
3: So, you know, you're right. Because the right team ended up winning. <laughs> Giannis is a superstar, but again, so so we can't look at what we're seeing now and then assume that. Well, Steve, number one. Steve Nash can't coach because that's not true because when he had his players, they were good. And two, when your team implodes from the inside, who's, that, how is that your fault? No, there's no human being alive other than his father who can control Kyrie Irving. There's not a man. James, Y'all, y'all gave up every ounce of depth you had for James Harden who pieced the fuck out on y'all the next year and showed up with the, with the inner tube around his stomach first and then pieced out on y'all the next year. You got Ben Simmons, who's still at the Cranbrook compound because he ain't decided to play <laughs> basketball again. I'm just like, what? So none of this is Steve's fault. The few, the few opportunities he showed that he was allowed to coach, he showed he's a decent coach. I would happily give him another job next year.
2: I think the clip the other day, I think it was last week, one of the Brooklyn games and. Ben has the ball. I think it might have been against the Bucks. He had the ball underneath, and he didn't shoot it. He passed it, and Kyrie just yells at him in the middle of the game. Out loud. Shoot you can the hear- ball, Ben! Shoot the ball! Oh, <laughs> it's just—I told you guys he doesn't like to play basketball, and uh, here he is. Not I. He's not I, the I answer.
3: I will still disagree with he doesn't like to play basketball part, but he is done up here in his mind. It is it like there's the yips, and then there's the Ben. Like, like, I think people with the yips are like, ooh, I ain't that bad. Like, th- this is another level. Like, we we spent a whole six months talking about Markel Fultz because he couldn't shoot. This is way worse than that. Like, this is this is the this is the psychological aspect of sports that we never dreamed
2: we could ever see. You feel what I'm saying? I, yeah, I don't know. The, it's a mystery. I'll tell you that. That's for sure. Because the talent's there. It's Vince just
3: is a mystery. He just
2: doesn't want to work at it from things that I've heard. So that kind of compounds oh. the problem. That's what else? First, uh, early early thoughts here, early take on, on the young NBA season so far.
3: Best team in the league, Bucks Not surprised. They're undefeated. Um, well, exactly. and that, again... could change, that could change tonight sure but i mean it's basketball so like right. seven and gonna, one is the equivalency of, of nine and no um but i'm not surprised the stars are, are showing out um utah jazz the utah jazz remind me a lot of the carolina panthers right now in that <laughs> in, in in trying in trying to to tear it down and rebuild them boys was like, not us, son. We're better than this. And the Jazz are six and two, I believe. And they're playing fantastic. It's it is wild. To me, Colin Sexton remembered he knows how to play basketball. So.
2: Yeah, they're winning my, basketball games. Their their losses. One is at Denver, and the other one was at Houston. But they've they've beaten the Timberwolves. They've beaten Denver. They've beaten Memphis. They've beaten New Orleans. It's amazing, bro. Well, Kelly Olynyk's playing some good minutes for him. They picked up Laurie Markkinen. Um, Vanderbilt is, was a solid pickup in the trade with Minnesota. You Indeed. still have Jordan Clarkson and Mike Conley over there, so yeah, they're getting things done. We'll see what happens. We'll see, like you said, it's it. There were only seven to ten games in, depending on what team you got going on in the in that range there. Um, boy, the Lakers don't look like they're gonna be any good. Um, again, well,
3: that's, that's a whole other conversation, but yeah, they'll be fine. If they ever decide what to do with Russ, once they decide to get rid of him and figure that out, I think they'll be fine because the, the sneaky big stat of the night is while the Lakers won in five, they're like the fourth best team defensively. Like yeah. the way they're losing is an anomaly.
2: Well, they can't shoot the three are They're, they're whatever they are shooting 20% in the first, like four games of the season or five games.
3: Sure. But I'm, But think about the level of how great your defense has to be to be historically the worst shooting team in the history of basketball and to still be the fourth best defensive team in the league. You got to be – I mean, this, uh, did I see Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace show up or something? Like, <laughs> my God.
2: No, you did not. You did not. But like we said, it's young. It's a young season. Um. We'll have to see By what way, happens with a lot of these big stars.
3: Shout out to the Portland Trailblazers and Anthony Simons oh, because yeah. Dame is shoot. hurt and they are balling.
2: Yeah, he can shoot. Does Dame ever get back to one hundred percent? I mean,
3: no, not yet.
2: I do you think he ever will?
3: Dame, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and and the the beauty of it is he got two hundred mil in the bank. They'll 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 wait until he's ready. And well, when you got this kid, Simons balling like he is now. You know you're not going to the finals or to the West finals or even to going far. So take your time. Let the kid let the dude get healthy. So he,
2: he's, he's fully – it seems like he's fully recovered from the abdominal issue is why he was out last year. But now he pulled a hamstring or a quad or something or a calf. Calf. I think a calf. He's got a pulled calf muscle. So, yeah, they'd be smart, especially if they're winning games, to let that rest up for seven to ten days.
3: Yeah, the, the... – and the, the, so the NBA is much like baseball in that it's not like football where it's sprint; It's truly is a marathon. So if you can get to February, you'll be fine because if you can get to the All Star game, you'll be fine. So as long as he's good for the second half of the season, and I mean, I don't think you maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think anybody with of any knowledgeable uh, sense. Looked at, the, looked at the teams of the NBA and the Western Conference and said, oh, Portland, this year, they're going to be contender. I don't think anybody would have thought that.
2: All right, folks, that's your uh, three-man weave for this week. We got the baseball, we got the basketball, a lot of great information, a lot of big things like Ray said. This was Ray's idea to come out and give you guys a little bit more this week, and he was absolutely right. There's a lot going on right now. Next, soccer. All right. We're going to take a break next, actually, and come back with football. <laughs> yes, we are going to talk football, Ray. American football. Ray Cash, PC Tony Chair Shot, NFL Chair Shot Radio Network, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair We'll be right back.
3: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
2: All right, folks. Welcome back, Chairshot NFL. You can follow us at Chairshot NFL. We're gonna get into said NFL right now as I am just uh, making a couple notes to make my life easier post show. Let's get into it. Ray, Week Nine. We got six teams on a bye, but that's not a big deal because there's plenty of games to be had this week. Niners, Broncos, Browns, Cowboys, Giants, and the Steelers are on the bye. Thursday night, game tonight, big spread. Eagles-Texans, <laughs> Texans are, they're almost two touchdown underdogs. They're getting 13 and a half points. That game is on Amazon Prime. Over under 45 and a half, Eagles take that undefeated record to Houston.
3: Stay with me, everybody, all together now. Disrespectful. No NFL team should have a spread above 10 they should not and i'm gonna pick the eagles
2: yeah yeah i yeah, take. <laughs> i don't think we need to talk much about this one the eagles might put up 46 I'll themselves i'll take eagles in the over um,
3: texas strong at home though so it's gonna be a game but
2: uh. let's get to the sunday matchups we're gonna start with the early afternoon games and what the hell let's start with the green bay packers traveling to detroit to take on the lions in two of the worser teams in the National Football Conference. Oh, man, if the Packers go on the road and lose to Detroit, then they're really going to be upset here up in, in Green but Bay. But they're, the- Packers are favored by 3.5 over under
3: 49.5. It's not as big a deal as that. Well, you would know more than me. You're in that world. But the, everybody understands the Lions aren't a winning team, but they're, they have winning components. They're the Lions. So question for you. Yeah. By the way, I, the Pack got to win this game, right? Shout out to Romeo Dobbs Do who actually had a good game. Do they shout out to him. Yeah, I think so. I... Um are you disappointed as a Packers fan you didn't yeah. make a move at the deadline?
2: Oh, oh, I just thought I thought the question was over. Are you disappointed as a Packers? fan? <laughs> <question was> yes. <laughs> um I I don't know. Is this can can some outside receiver come in and help this team? I guess. They need bodies, but I mean I'd rather have the bodies that know the system. I I don't know. I don't think anything they could have done is gonna help this team to where they thought they were going to be this year. And that's a Super Bowl mm-hmm. contender. It's just not happening. I don't see it. I'd be very surprised if they were to even make the playoffs.
3: I'll tell you, the, the worst the worst thing for the Packers wasn't that they didn't do anything. It's that the good teams got better at the, at the deadline.
2: Yeah, I mean, Hawkinson goes to Minnesota. Um, the Bears McCaffrey. pick up. Claypool, pool which doesn't really mean anything the bears still aren't going to be contenders but yeah McCaffrey to the to the Niners is pretty big that does give that offense another dimension
3: Robbie Anderson to the to the um cards another receiver for uh Kyler to play with sure
2: and a deep threat in that as well so yeah yeah and then so. you got uh Nick Chubb going to Miami which makes their defense look a little bit better um
3: not so. Nick, Bradley Chubb, fool. Not Nick Chubb. <laughs> Clevelanders lost their mind just now. <laughs> Bradley Chubb, not Nick.
2: rub a <laughs> Chubb gets traded from uh, Denver. By the, by,
3: by the way, the Chubb trade, the Wacron Smith trade to Baltimore, and the McCaffrey trade, boys trying to make the Super Bowl, bro. Sure. Those are Super Bowl-bound moves.
2: Oh, I believe it. Uh, you're right. And
3: you're really right. The, the, the sneakiest move of the whole trade deadline Nine, nine Hines. Oh, to Buffalo. To, to Buffalo. Oh my God, that's exactly what they needed.
2: I uh, J- James Cook is gonna is pretty much turned into the guy running the football there. He he can finish on short yardage, uh. But to have Singletary and Himes, that's just another insurance policy. Moss wasn't doing much for that team, so we'll see. Like you said, those are all big moves. Big trade deadline. Ten at ten trades at the NFL trade deadline most since 1990. Um. um
3: By the way, another one, real fast. I I love the Calvin Ridley trade. Number one.
2: Oh yeah, I was uh, thinking the Packers should have made that move.
3: Yeah, it it wouldn't help this year, but I mean next year. Who cares? Next year, get a guy who's one of the top
2: five. You could be top five wide receiver in the league.
3: (laughs) Agreed. So now he has Christian Kirk and um, Ridley next year, and the the best part, Ridley got suspended this year for betting for betting on a game. You know who he bet? He, you know what game he bet on?
2: Jacksonville Atlanta game. And now he, and now he's with Jacksonville. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll take the Packers and give the three and a half points, and I'll also take Same. the under.
3: Not take the over. Okay. No. Any Lions game, you take the over.
2: Okay. The Los Angeles Chargers traveling cross country, heading to the ATL, take on the Falcons. Falcons are four and four. Uh, Chargers four and three. Chargers are a three-point favorite and another forty-nine and a half-point spread. Give me the Chargers and the under.
3: Did we jump too quick to give Justin Herbert the the, the belt? Did we jump too quick? Uh,
2: I mean, I mean, through what eight games he's got two thousand passing yards, twelve touchdowns, four interceptions.
3: It look talent is cool. Is does it translate to wins?
2: don't have to yell at me i'm sorry <laughs> and i say that because i'm picking the their, Falcons. their worst loss is probably the one that was 38 to 10 at home against the jaguars they did also lose at home to the seahawks so it's like well you know they're coming off a bye this week though
3: they should be fine and i know there's questions is he fully healthy but the falcons got some moxie bro they they they, they... A, they are not a great team, but the way they won that game last week, they got they got big balls. I'm taking the Falcons in the upset. And think, I'll take the I'll take the under.
2: I think the thing that makes people leery of the Falcons that they can beat a good team is they they did beat the 49ers by two touchdowns. So there is that. Um, all right, let's keep it moving here. Dolphins to, moving up north to Chicago to take on dub Bears. I. Bears are five-point underdogs over under 45.5. I'll well, I'll take the road team again. I'll give the five, and I'll go under. Even though the Dolphins, you know, won't have Chubb completely acclimated, I think he'll make a little bit of a difference. Bears are just not very good. I don't know that Hawkinson comes in and, and, and provides that much of a help for Justin Fields.
3: Hawkinson is with the Vikings, not with the Bears.
2: Oh, that's right, Claypool. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, no, Claypool won't make a big difference tonight, I don't think. Um, he'll probably have some big catches, but no. You said Chubb is going to have a little thing. I, will, I, I want all of my good people and people and people who are slightly religious, if you pray, to say a prayer for Justin Fields. Rather, Chubb has two and a half sacks. <laughs> he's going to let people know he's there. Yeah, he can get yes. to the
2: quarterback. That's a true story. Uh. You spoke about the Panthers before. They are heading north to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals missing Jamar Chase this last week. They're still seven-point favorites at home, over under 42-and-a-half. half i like the Panthers to keep it close. I'll take the points with the touchdown, and give me the over.
3: If you'd ask me at any point in the NFL season, who had the better week, Joe Burrow or P.J. Walker, nobody would ever say P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker had the better week. Um, you got to go to Bengals. They're at Paul Brown. They're they're at home. But man, put some respect on the Panthers' name, man. Them boys play hard. But I got I got the Bengals. I'll, I'll, the Bengals are going to win. I, out of respect, I'll take the Panthers for the points. But the Bengals are going to win, and I'll take the over.
2: Okay, I think we're on the same page there. Another. Uh, team out west traveling east. The Vegas Raiders. Well, that sounds weird, Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. Oakland Raiders. Um, they, they're d- Jacksonville hosting the Raiders this week. Jacksonville one and a half point underdogs. Over-under is 48. These are two teams where one you kind of expected to be a lot better than they are, and the other you didn't expect them necessarily to start two and six, the Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: This is what the NBA would call a league pass game. <laughs> this is going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah. <laughs> fun game to watch. Um, I know this is going to sound stupid, and I apologize for my ignorance. But the Raiders are starting to round up <laughs> the form <laughs> a little bit. I think the Raiders are they getting, they're getting their sea legs. They didn't score last I will, week. Well, look, okay, you can't win them all, okay? <laughs> no, they, they've proven that. Well, they played a good defense. Does Jacksonville have a good defense? No, but the Saints do. So, I mean, um, no, man. Maybe I, I, I still believe in Derek Carr too much, but I'm gonna go with the Raiders, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the, ooh, I'm gonna take the under.
2: I think this is a game Jacksonville wins and Raiders woes woes continue. Give me Jacksonville in the over. Um, Talk about another team that's struggled to kind of find on what's going on with them this season, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. And they're heading to Foxboro to take on the four and four New England Patriots. Patriots favored by five and a half over under forty, Ray Cash.
3: The Sam Ellinger game, huh?
2: Oh, the Indianapolis Ellingers.
3: <sighs> um I feel like Mac Jones, nowadays nope. everybody wanna talk, but they got something to say. But as it comes out, when you move the lips, it's a bunch of the bridge, everybody forgot. That my name is Mike Mac Jones, bitch.
2: Motherfuckers forgot about Mac Jones.
3: Uh yeah, man. I think I think the pass the, the Pats have really been getting like talked down and, and like teams aren't afraid of the pass anymore. And the most disappointing player in all the sports of all of NFL this year has been Jonathan Taylor. That's why they traded Naeem Hines. They're like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> give, give us something. We got rid of the guy that was
2: playing better. than. Hey, give us something. So what do you say to somebody you hate or somebody trying to bring what? trouble your way? Tell them what? to study a tape of NWA. Yeah. One day I was walking by with a Walkman on I when walk I caught a guy. Yeah. <laughs> give me an awkward eye. Classic verse,
3: by the way. Um, I got the pats. I got the pass out right. And I got about touchdown. And I'm going to take the over. 40 points is low. <sighs> Ramondre stevenson y'all if you don't already trade for him in your fantasy league
2: if you don't know now you know um yeah sure give me bill belichick at home <laughs> that's the basically to come down to and right? the under In <laughs> the under yeah let's do it Um, uh, speaking of game that i'm not going to pick the under on buffalo heading to new jersey to take on the new york jets Jets are 12.5-point underdogs, over under 47. Man, Vegas got me last week. Remember when I was bitching about how could the Jets beat the underdogs at home, Mo, because they can't beat the Patriots, and sure enough, that shit happened, even though they were up early. Uh, I'll take the Jets to cover this line of 12.5. The Bills win maybe by 10. Give me the over 47.
3: Can you say it for me, though?
2: Does, no, you. Said, I, don't, I don't think it's disrespectful.
3: A five and three team at home to twelve and a half. Man, dog. Look, if I was Robin Salah, I would be calling the mayor of Vegas right now and cussing them out. Um, yeah. Look, the Bills are great, but the bill the Bills
2: ain't that good, dog. In your world, the mayor of Vegas is the one that sets all the lines, eh? Well, who else do you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's
3: no sports czar. Who else do you talk
2: to? Oh, there's not enough cheese in my mac and cheese. Get me Mayor McCheese. Call,
3: call Jerry Tarkanian. Get, get, I don't know. That's the only guy get, I know out there.
2: Who do you call? The Ghostbusters. <laughs> is Jim, is Jimmy the Greek still
3: around? Like what do you do? <laughs>
2: um,
3: no man. The, the, look, take the Jets and the points if you want the money. Bills will win outright, but take uh-huh. the Jets and the points. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I'll go over because Zach Wilson acted like a dumbass last week, but he'll be back.
2: Another 6-1 and one team heading on the road. That's the Minnesota Vikings heading east to take on the Washington Commanders. Commanders at a shocking 4-4 four and four after a couple of Taylor Heineke victories. But they are still underdogs here at home, 3.5 points, over under 43.5. Give me the Vikings. Give me the over, Ray. So the Vikings should win. But, but not the, so fast, with, my friend. Oh, shout out to Corso. With
3: the with the rumors of Snyder selling the mm. team, FedEx is gonna be rocking this oh, Sunday. Oh man! Come on, dog. It's gonna be
2: rocking. Do you think at any so, point um, the crowd breaks out in na 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 hey, hey hey? Get the fuck out of here, Daniel Snyder. <laughs> well, that's that's more apropos. Yes.
3: So, I want to say T.J. Hawkinson goes off. Justin Jefferson is always good for it to win a yard game out of nowhere. But I think I kind of feel a little commie-ish. I think I'm going with the Commanders, dog. I think I'm going with the Commanders. And we'll go over because, again, those two teams always hit the
2: over. Okay. Okay. All right, that does it for our early afternoon games. Let's head to the late afternoon games, and that card starts with the Geno Smith led Seattle Seahawks taking on the Arizona Cardinals and I think we figured the records would be flip-flopped that the Cardinals would be 5 and 3 and the Seahawks <laughs> would be 3 and 5 but not so fast my friend once again man the Seahawks look good Ray
3: They do and didn't they get some help in the Dre in trap dra- dra- No they did not Um they do look
2: good So Car- Cardinals favored by 2 over under 49 and a half sorry
3: Um I know you can fight it out between um Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen for your MVP. But number three in the list gotta be Geno Smith, right? Seventy three percent pass it, passer of, of completion percentage? It's gotta be Geno. Um I I like that D Hop is back, because D Hop being back changed the dynamic of that team. But if the, if that defense who they gotta spend a lot of money on cannot stop people. Kenneth Walker the third. Wanna go with the Seahawks. And I'll take the over.
2: I Halloween's over. The pumpkin is turned back into a carriage. You you, you no longer Every have week. that beautiful dress on. And
1: Every week. <laughs> uh,
2: I think the Cardinals are getting better here at home. I I gotta take Arizona to cover Give me the under and, and and Seattle comes back down to earth a little bit here. that that's what I'm picking. I don't If you don't like it, just keep listening. It's probably something you won't like. <laughs> given, given <the> most... <laughs> uh, we'll stick within that division in a team traveling to the southeast corner of, of the country in Los Angeles Rams heading into Raymond James Stadium to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both teams under 500. I don't think anybody would have picked that. I doubt any of those bets came down at the window that after eight weeks that they would have the Rams and Bucks under 500. Buccaneers three-point favorites at home, which tells me that no one knows who's going to win this fucking game. That's the standard home line and over/under forty two and a half. Give me the over in this game as both teams figure something out offensively. Uh, I'll take the Bucks.
3: I'm going to take the Bucks because there's still a question if Cooper Cup. Is healthy and Cooper Cup is a, a, approximately eighty seven point five percent of their offense. Well, so, well. I mean, if he's not, even if he, if he, I'm sure he'll play because he's a G like that. But even if he's got to be hundred percent for him to be effective like that. And Allen Robinson and the rest of the boys just aren't doing it well enough to kind of
2: no, and they can't help run out for shit.
3: Not at all. Not at all. Like they tried, they tried to give away cam makers, and their people were like, "No, we are good." <laughs> I'm, yeah. this is what it is. so i gotta go with the bucks but this is begrudgingly because they're they're garbage too right now so yeah and, to out, and this is gonna sound crazy i'll take the under
2: yeah i mean it just it just kind of makes sense but i i don't know that's tough i'd say over i'm going over just because i think we get some points here but we'll see what happens i don't know Neither team the rams can't run the ball and the the, the Bucs can't protect Brady, so I guess we'll we'll figure it out, right? Uh, it's a game I wouldn't be flipping to, let me put it that way. <laughs> you
3: damn right. And people thought that would be the Super Bowl this year.
2: And the funny thing <laughs> is, is, there's only two late afternoon games on Sunday.
3: Well, God bless you. You, guess, better, you better, yeah, better watch Geno.
2: I guess we're turning into Seahawks, <laughs> and we're going to watch the Battle of the Birds, the Hawks <laughs> and the Cards. Uh, Go watch Geno and, K- and Kyler, yep. Sunday Night Football, Titans... Taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs hosting the five. Both teams five and two. Uh, after a little rough start, the Titans are rolling. You got Derrick Henry rolling over under forty six and a half. But the Chiefs are twelve and a half point favorites at home, Ray. That I think is a little much. Disrespectful. Yes, I get it. Respectful. Thank you. Uh, I'd I, I need a that drop one. That, that one I on. might say should be around nine and a half. But I still I'm going to take the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still going to take the Chiefs because the Titans, they can't throw the ball. Well, first and foremost, Tannehill may be back.
3: They're a better team throwing the ball. But even if he's not back, even if he's not back, there is no better ball control offense than the Titans. And I say that because Derrick Henry is going to run for 125 yards. He's going to have 30 Attempts, 25 to 30, and they're going to have a time of possession for 35 to 40 minutes. So that changes the dynamic of the game. So 12 and a half, and they got the same record.
2: What? I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm giving the points. I'm going over.
3: Where's Tim Donahue? I need to talk to him.
2: He's not reffing reffing NBA games, I'll tell you that.
3: Well, he knows who I can call. Clearly, because it ain't the, it ain't Mary McChesney, it's not Tark, it's not the mayor of Vegas. So I need to talk to somebody.
2: I don't know if it's Hulu or Prime. I think it's Hulu that have a, the Tim Donaghy uh, documentary. Just came out within the it's last Netflix. Netflix so just last, excellent, excellent documentary. Amazing.
3: Yes. 12 twelve and a half. I'm, I'm like I'm I'm insulted by that, and just because I'm insulted, Pat Mahomes is going to throw for six touchdowns. Yeah, he's good. That's, <laughs> the you know.
2: uh, but tight to tight. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this week. That's all the games in the NFL. Oh, 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 we forgot about someone. Oh, Ray, yeah, I did that on purpose. I just wanted to see the little. I know
3: you did. It's very cute.
2: very cute. The Ravens heading to New New Orleans, New Orleans, however you want to say it. Raven Saints. Honey,
3: you're a black man. Say it right. I don't know. New Orleans. Orleans? Look, New Orleans? That, that's the. New, that's the well, well, I got a better I one. It. I got
2: a better one for you. New Orleans.
3: Anyway, Ravens versus Saints. Monday night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Baltimore. Oh, Jesus Christ. Baltimore. Um,
3: 48 is what you got for the over under rate.
2: Bell time or? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Over under 48, plus two and a half. Uh, the Saints are, are home dogs.
3: No Rashad Bateman, which is a big.
2: He's been kind of a for... bust.
3: No, no, when he plays, he's fantastic. And he has...
2: can, I, can, I, my, can I give you my favorite Keanu Reeves uh, quote from, yeah, from the movie Hardball?
1: Please. I'm amazed at your ability to show up.
2: Not Rashad. No one said never to Rashad Bateman.
3: By the way, rest in peace, G-Baby. We miss you, big homie. Um, but yeah, no Bateman, no Dobbins, but Roquan Smith. Um, I'm excited for, for what the defense can do. Um, and with the final emergent, thank God. Isaiah likely finally decided to say, hey, all that potential y'all had in me, I'm going to show it. Um, clearly, I've got to take the Ravens, but I want to get some justification. Here's my justification. Are you ready?
2: Yeah, I'm ready.
3: Andy, Andy Dalton. There you go. I,
2: I, yeah, I see, I, see like a, I, I see a shutout hangover here. I see the Ravens going in and causing a lot more problems than, you know, the Saints had last week. So, I will I will take the Ravens. I'll give those points on the road, and I'm still going to go with the under here. Um,
3: under two, yeah. I can see it being like a like a 28-3 type game, something I, like that. Yeah,
2: I'm always thinking more like you know, 20 24-13 or something.
3: I so so the the this is a fan talk. So I completely understand if you guys think this is coming from a biased place. But while our defense has had some horrible moments, by and large, we have one of the best defenses in the league or better defenses in the league. Our biggest issue was we didn't have the ability to pass rush. Roquan Smith leads the league in tackles and can rush the passer, which will allow for the secondary to not be on island so much. On top of that, Michael Thomas may not play and Chris Olave may not play. So, like, who was Eddie going to throw to right. but, but Alvin Kamara? So, it just is not setting up, up Taysom Hill. It's not setting up very well for their offense against our defense. So, I can see this possibly being a blowout.
2: All right, folks, those are your games on the NFL docket for week nine, Thursday on Amazon Prime. Don't forget, no Sunday early morning game this week. I believe there's a couple more down the road, one from Germany, or a couple from Germany possibly, and then also Mexico City. But I believe that's a Sunday night game. So plenty of more uh, global, impactful, regular season NFL football to be had. Ray, should we get out of here with our locks of the week this week? You're muted. You're muted. Nobody heard any of that.
3: That was that was great stuff too. It was really uh, good
2: stuff. Crap. We'll just go to the soundbite. The,
3: the locks lock of, the of the week.
2: All right, here we go. Uh, I think I went two and one last week. Yeah, the Cowboys and Eagles both covered those big spreads. Just so you know, um, I was wrong about the Jets. The Packers barely covered for you. Um, did the Cardinals win last week? I think that was your loss. I think the Miami-Detroit game was
3: over. The Miami-Detroit game was over in the
2: middle of the third quarter. Right, and the Cardinals <laughs> lost by eight. So yeah, both of us two and one. We're tre- Ray. We're trending upward. Like we bought. Yep. Yeah, we if you if you bet with us last week, you you went six and two, and you you made some or no, you went four and two. And maybe you put a couple extra... Actions... We're not
3: good at math. We don't do the math, well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> with oh, boy.
1: Hold on. Let me push my calculator glasses up here and see if I can get my... Uh, uh,
2: slide rule. I was going to say slide rule, but I was doing that stupid-ass voice. All right. Just bought us both enough time to, to re, re revisit exactly who we were taking for our locks of the week. I will start this week, Ray, and I do believe in the Chargers... On and off a bye week, heading to Atlanta. I will give those three points. Give me the Chargers on the road minus three.
3: Say it with me, fans. Disrespectful. Ain't Uh no way the Chiefs beating the Titans by twelve and a half.
2: Oh, Titans
3: take the points.
2: Tennessee plus twelve and a half for Ray. I got it. Ray, give me your next pick.
3: Say with me, y'all. Disrespectful.
2: Uh-oh. Ain't He's way... taking all
3: the points, folks. Ain't no way the, J- the Jets are going to get beat at home Okay. by 12 oh, and a half. New Take York the Jets, Jets and the points.
2: Plus 12.5. We're giving that to Ray. All right. My second pick. Oh, boy, oh, boy. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go with an over and under, Ray. I think that Minnesota heading to Washington, it's going to go over 43 and a half. So... Minnesota at Washington over 43.5. And uh, as we do here in the snake draft version of what we do here with the locks of the week, putting Christmas presents under the tree, putting money in your kid's college fund, and maybe a little extra on the side to go out and buy yourself an ice cream sandwich. That's right. I said an ice cream sandwich. (laughs) Hee hee, my third lock of the week. And I think this is going to be the easiest of all the picks. There's no doubt in my mind that the Baltimore Ravens will head to New Orleans and cover those two and a half points easily taking care of the Saints. Give me Baltimore minus two and a half.
3: Well, we here at we here at Chairshot NFL, we're trying to give you money. We're trying to put money in your pocket. We're sure. trying to put pennies oh, in yeah. your dashboard in your car. Oh, we're trying yeah. to put put cranberry sauce on your table. We're trying to get hot and spicy. We're trying in to your put a belly. banana
2: on your tail. Oh, wait, that doesn't. That one doesn't apply.
3: <laughs> that does not match. But we're not making you a lot of money. But at least you're going to be over. I'm going to take a shot. Because I gave you two, what I think are layups. We'll take a shot. Colts Patriots. Uh oh. Give me the under 40. Oh, wow. Wow. New England. Take a Indy. shot. Every now and then, you got to take a shot in the dark, right?
1: Under By the
3: way, forty. Got before it. we get out of here, Book it. I have some uh, Kyrie Irving news for oh, you boy. that I don't know if you want I... to put on the show or not.
2: Well, I mean, you're putting it on the show right now. Well, you're the boss. No, you're the boss. Kyrie
3: Irving and the Anti-Defamation League and the Nets have come together and made a joint statement. And Kyrie and the Nets each are going to donate $500,000 towards causes and organizations that work to eradicate hate and intolerance in in our communities. Uh, Kyrie says, um, I oppose all forms of hatred and oppression and stand strong with communities that are marginalized and impacted every day. I am aware of the negative impact of my posts towards the Jewish community, and I take responsibility. I do not believe everything said in the documentary was true or reflects my morals and principles. I am a human being learning from all walks of life, and I intend to do so with an open mind and a willingness to listen. So for my family and I, we meant no harm to any one group, race or religion of people and wish to only be a beacon of truth and light. Um, And my response to that is pressure the pressure on
2: you under pressure what you're to me can't be sleeping
3: at night about the show on TV under
2: pressure somewhere Patrick's head looks like a tea kettle that's ready to be taken <laughs> off the stove shout out to David Bowie man one of the OG's of the game bro Uh well, Ray, we did it again. Another week here at ChairShot NFL. A uh, little pick and roll uh, of the three-man weave style here today. Uh, you can follow me at PC Tony. Follow this show at ChairShot NFL. Make sure you're heading on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the TheChairShot. Pick yourself a ChairShot t-shirt. Spend the extra money. Get it in soft style. Your epidermis will be appreciative. Um, that's all I got. Send your hate mail to Add It's Me DPP. And, uh, yeah, at PC Tony. I'm at it's
3: Ray Cash R E Ys Mysterio C-A-S-H, as in dollars. But if I can be serious for a minute,
2: okay. I want to give a very Lance Storm. You can. Oh, sorry. Were you really being serious? I'm sorry. I'm really
3: being serious. Yes. <laughs> um. Although that was a very wonderful and and apropos callback. I want to give a very strong and hearty rest in power and rest in peace to take off from the Migos that happened here in my city. And um, too many of our young men specifically our young black men, specifically our young black rappers, are being eradicated. We got to be better as a community, man. We got to do something better. There's no reason for us to be dying like this over bullshit like a dice game or PNB Rock guy killed over getting a cookie. We got to be better than this, man. You know, we just spent a whole hour and a half having a good time talking about fun shit in sports. Can we be better? Can that be our society and not trying to kill each other? A good man, twenty-eight years old, just released a, a a video the day before he died. Won't be able here. Won't be here to see the fruits of his labor. It's a damn shame. Rest in peace.
1: TheChairShot.com. dot
3: Always use your head.
4: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.